The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? Feels like it's better, it's better with you. My life, it's better, it's better with you. This is true, it's better, it's better with two. My life, it's better with you. Hello, everybody. Welcome to my brother, my brother, me and advice show for the modern era. I'm your oldest brother, Layla. <laughs> no, it's me, Justin. It's Justin. Okay. I'm your middlest brother, Travis, big dog. Woof, woof, Layla. <laughs> oh my God. What is to it? Go behi- this is Griffin. To go behind the bit, somebody was like, hey, let's do an intro about Eric Clapton. And I, without knowing, like, uh, like, okay, I guess the man's written quite a few songs, and uh, I can figure out something to talk about here. Uh, I was like, yeah, sure, Eric, let's Clapton it up, baby. And then I, it, while my brothers were introducing themselves, I did Google the gentleman's name and did find out that he has released, I would say, uh, let's see, the Independent calls it a controversial new anti-lockdown anthem. This has got to stop. Ooh. That sounds fucking good. Huh. got to stop. Enough is enough. I can't take this BS any longer. It's gone far enough. You wanna claim my soul? You'll have to come and break down this door. I knew that something was going on wrong when you started laying down the law. I can't move my hands. I break out in sweat. I wanna cry. Can't take it anymore. Okay, cut, 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 cut. It's the most sort of like, listen, here's the thing. We don't know exactly what we're upset about, but we know we're upset it's about it. Yeah. Mo- I'm going to break down in tears because I can't take off my mask. <laughs> well, the whole time I'm at the California pizza kitchen. Your song sucks shit, dude. <laughs> like, you're protesting that someone asked you to just like chill at home? Like, I'm, I'm mad because they won't come to all my great Eric <laughs> concerts. This is like if during like the Blitzkrieg, someone in in London had been like, "It's bullshit that they're making us stay inside," and like, "Hey, that's not the problem." You know that 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 is a solution <laughs> to a bigger problem, right? You know that, right? Oh my god, he just suck- he's so wild. He sucked for a long time. This is not new, by the way. Eric Clapton has sucked for quite quite the, some the time. Jazz, the jazz man. Yeah, he had a uh uh he's got a new song out because enough's enough with this COVID stuff. And I you know what? On that front, yeah, I'm with I think we can all get behind him on that thing. Because if it had been like, can we just Yeah, can we just move can we just get if it? If the song for was like, enough? hey, COVID sucks and we need to do whatever we need to do to stop it. But instead it's like COVID sucks. But also, <laughs> I miss breathing on people. Yeah. <laughs> that special Eric Clapton way I breathe on. If I don't breathe on people, I can't feel alive. This is BS, you guys. I love to breathe on people, and I, I and if look. I can't if I can't huff other people's breath, am I even Eric Clapton anymore? My God, Eric Clapton! What a weird like. And one last thing. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I love, I love all, I love 100% of Eric Clapton's shit without fail. Thanks to everybody who's enjoyed my whole thing over the many, many years. Now just, if I can just say one quick thing. I know, I know what you're thinking. Is this going to be a song about how I look like the guy who invented Atari and everybody in my band looks like, that guy too and the answer is no the it's gonna be a whole 
It's going to be a whole fucking anti-COVID, uh, like, protection thing. We're all anti-COVID. We're all anti-COVID, Eric. I just hope that this leads to a bunch of, like, controversial but very, t- like, it, maybe Billy Joel will release a song called Remember When We Used to Smoke on Planes. And it'll yes. just be about, like, how much Billy Joel hates. And he doesn't even smoke. But he thinks it's bullshit that other people can't, you know? This fucking dude last year, by which I mean Eric Clapton, did a track with Van Morrison that was called uh, Stand and Deliver that was also about lockdown woes. Yeah, huh. yeah. And, it's, and I, part of me wonders if they actually got together to collab on that track or if these two fucking dinguses wrote two separate anti-COVID lockdown songs that they just realized, hey, if you play these at the same time, they fucking harmonize because we're both fucking smooth brain jasmine idiots. <laughs> I, Eric Clapton's song should have been released and the whole thing was just about like, I wish I had some hobbies. Besides huffing other people's breath and standing on a stage, does anyone know how to knit? Could you teach me about sourdough? Because I'm bored as shit. You guys want to hear some of the comments? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would love to. They say to always read the comments. Yeah. yeah. Do, wait, what, on what platform are you reading these comments? Good question. YouTube. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On his official video. Like, these yeah. are people that have wandered into the fucking, like... You don't think they sought it out, Justin? You think they just stumbled into Eric Clapton's anti-lockdown song? I mean, I found it somehow. This is not important. Here's the important thing. Thanks, Eric. Great job. Mm. Awesome. Excellent song and brave message. Nice energy and bounce to it. This one's good. This one, you're fucking... This this one bounces. This one's kind of bounce. Oh, I could grind on the dance floor to this song enough enough about this COVID stuff. Also, bold message, is it... It's just a bold message. Okay. Congratulations on your attitude. That sounds sarcastic. <laughs> Congratulations on your attitude? Congratulations on your good attitude. That sounds like something a 12-year-old says in the heat of the moment when they can't think of like a good retort. And it's just like, oh, yeah, well, congratulations on your attitude. Um, here's one. It says, yes, new Clapton. <laughs> wow, this song was absolutely horrible and propaganda. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Timing that like as they're listening to it, like yes, yes, a new joint, a new joint from Eric Clapton. Okay, I okay, just I these comments are saying, "Hey Pfizer, do you listen?" What? <laughs> hey Pfizer, do you listen? I guess to this song, to Eric Clapton. Hi, my name's Jeremy Pfizer, and oh <laughs> shit, yeah, the jazz man's got a new track out. Let me just pipe right in. <laughs> oh shit! Hey guys, you gotta come listen to this. Have we fucked up pretty bad? Now, here's the interesting, apparently, I've not watched the full video for the song. The video also includes like imagery of a world on fire. And so it's like anti-lockdown, but also pro like environmental reforms. Yeah. Mixed messages. Fuck yeah, let's get into this now. Fuck yeah, this is a gift that keeps on giving. New Yorker did do a send up. A little, a little, a uh, little political cartoon by Barry Blitt called "Eric Clapton: Enough Is Enough," and the subtitle says "The Listening Party for Eric Clapton's New Protest Song," and it's an unflattering image of Mr. Clapton. And then you got, uh, let's see, Jim Jordan and Louis Gomer in Kiss makeup. You got Daffy Duck, a Brachiosaurus, Van Morrison, Goofy, <laughs> Bozo, and several iguanodons. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, got him again. End of joke. What's that? Da- okay, Goofy is a fucking emblem of an idiot. Bozo, a clown, right? Van Morrison, we have covered my feelings about this gentleman. What the fuck did Daffy Duck? What the fuck is Daffy? Is Daffy Duck notably anti-vax? No, like, if anything, Daffy Duck is the one I appreciate the most in the Mickey Mouse universe because he's the one to say like, this is dumb. Like Goofy will throw up some dumb bullshit and Donald's like, no. And I have sympathy for Goofy because Goofy doesn't Goofy doesn't know. And Goofy no. gets on the internet and he sees somebody saying like, Bill Gates wants a microchip. And then you're like, okay, okay well, I did read you it. You hear about this? No, but Goofy, Daffy Duck Goofy, is no. fucking, Daffy's, Daffy doesn't need to subscribe to that. No. And also, why bring the fucking Brachiosauruses into this? What yeah, did they yeah. do? For they had real. a rough go of it. Yeah. Let's let them. Several Iguanodons. I get that. Those yeah, that, fuckers. That tracks. Ugh. Iguanodons. I feel like did. I should, this has felt venti. No. 
It's fine. This feels venti. I feel like you we're feel like air- we're punching down at Eric Clapton. <laughs> well, no, I mean, no. I mean, no. It's like kind of sideways. I bet we're about. Finish it. I mean, I'm the guy that uploaded Barry's and Creed to yep. TikTok. I feel like I'm about equal with Eric Clapton. Yeah, this one. sure. Yeah. yeah. 27,000 next- times that has been yeah. used. We're sitting next to them on the airplane and uh, like violently fighting over the armrest. Just very yeah. passive aggressively. Yeah. That's us and Eric Clapton for sure. For sure, for sure. And we're masked and he's not. It's important to note. So. The fucking gutless headlines of the people, except for the fucking New Yorker who came in and was like, look at this fucking doofus he loves daffy duck all the other ones are like um let's see this it almost uh guitar website just i which is called guitar.com i guess eric clapton's new single this has got to stop seemingly voices his anti-vax sentiment no fuck does it daily news eric clapton appears to criticize covid restrictions in song I don't want to put words in his mouth but at the part where he's like astrazeneca i don't trust you it's like I think like, he, let's talk about this for a second, Eric. Let's talk about your bad boy anthem here. Uh-huh. How does bad boy statement. anthem where the third line is, I can't take this BS any longer. Yep. <laughs> oh, damn, dude. Fucking zinged him. Did you say BS? Got him. Fucking when Dylan was like lighting shit up in the 60s, like this BS from the <laughs> <laughs> Uh, These jerkwads have done <laughs> enough with my privacy. I'm real turds. All of this crap. <laughs> and I'm hey, like, everybody not cool. in the audience, if you're sick of this crap doo doo, <laughs> let me hear you. Put one hand in the air. It's like when Rage Against the Machine was like, hey, F you. I won't do what you tell me. You know what I mean? It's like, whoa, yeah. strong Some language. Some of those that work forces are real stinkers. <laughs> are real pills. Like, Eric, what is happening to you? Like, because if, just like, I live in West Virginia, and everything just seems to be progressing as normal here. I see no souls being claimed. Everybody's just kind of going rump-a-room on it over here in in West Virginia. (laughs) I don't know, man. I don't know what it's like over there. I don't know who's trying to steal your freedom. Because if you're talking about the freedom to, like, do concerts... Well, on this one, Eric, I I think that, you know, bud, it sucks. It sucks, don't it? It's pretty bad to keep wanting to do a show, and it's not safe to do this show. I wish Eric could just call me <laughs> to yeah. complain about it rather than having to do a song about it. Because nobody's taking your freedom, Eric. Do you think that the first uh, the first draft of the song was like, it sucks that I don't get to do concerts, but I do understand. And then someone's like, I don't think that's bold enough, Eric. And he's like, oh, got it, got it, got it. Let me take another pass at it. This is BS. <laughs> he doesn't even have the guts to like say what the, what like the it's song all is this like, just what the song's about. Yeah. Like, it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's, and it's the most <laughs> limp, like, I just wish it, it's like, it's the passive voice protest song. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like, be nice if it stop. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm sick of it or whatever. I'm not going to do f- agree with what you're saying. <laughs> like, it, it feels like something like that uncle would post on Facebook, but then not like respond to any of the comments from people like, what do you, hey, what do you mean? It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, it would be like if it said this song was titled cocaine, if he had called it like silly stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. Fund us. Mr. Clapton, are, did you write a song about cocaine? What? Um, no, right. It's called Fundust. It's different. <laughs> it could be anything. Could be anything. Well, Unspun cotton candy powder. It sounds like a cover of the song Cocaine that you did not write. Yeah, no, I know, but I switched it with Fundust so it could mean anything. Can we? Okay, I have. This is ooh, it's getting a little war with Grandpa, you though, because we're at sixteen minutes. Yeah, we gotta wrap it up. I, uh, although ironically, we are currently at war with Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to be fair, uh, it w- is there a way that this song? Okay, is there a way that we can reclaim <laughs> the hit song? This has got to stop to make it about something else because it's so sort of empty and hollow. What are we, what is a something that we can rage against with these, uh, uh. Let me look at the lyrics here. Yeah, just imagine the most boring, <laughs> boring, pointless sentiment you can. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, okay. Uh-huh, okay, yeah. This is, 
this is gonna stop. Enough is enough. How about I just bought a top? Uh, <laughs> I just bought a top, uh, and it fits really great. And it's just about a good shopping trip that he had. That would yeah. be a bolder stance, I think, than the one he's taking here. No, I don't think it's salvageable. And oh, if we did reclaim it, I can't it, take this IBS anymore. And it's it's about okay. Finding, we have to find a cure for IBS. Is there a way to do it without changing the lyrics? We just decided it's about something else. Okay, wait. I can't take this video. It's gone far enough. You want to claim it? So you have to come break down the story. Uh, yeah, okay, so this is about, um, your friends are like, hey, you're watching too much NCIS, and you're like, I'll never watch enough NCIS, you'll have to come and break down this door if you want to take away NCIS from me, and that would be a bolder statement than what he's saying here. Mm. This is an advice show where we help people, um, and I, I fear that he may be beyond, beyond that point, beyond our powers, our considerable advice giving powers. Hello, brothers. Jacket hanging up at my work. I that feel like you guys anyone... didn't respond to that. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, but I'm reading. It's an email. Soon. Okay. Hello, brothers. Hello. There's a jacket hanging up at my work that, as far as anyone knows, is ownerless. But is it ownerless? Someone must have left it there when they quit. It's been like eight months at this point. The thing is, it, it's a pretty cool jacket. It won't fit me, but it would fit my friend, and they would definitely like the style. I've asked my coworkers, and no one has claimed it is theirs. So it's just sort of in limbo, hanging on a shelf, untouched. Can I take this jacket, and how do I do it without being weird? That's from the Sierra Nevada Jacket Snatcher. Now, this is the kind of thing where, is there a picture? No. Mm, Did I'll, they include a picture? Probably not. No, no picture included. The only reason that a picture would sort of put any English on this ball is if the jacket was like the fucking Scorpion Bomber jacket from Drive. This, like, yeah. Like, like some real Ed Hardy trash uh, that somebody would see you wearing it and be like, is that the is that the forgotten jacket? Is that the abandoned jacket? But they're not wearing I, it. They're taking it to give to a friend. It will be gone. They'll never see it again. Off the premises. Never see it again. To the point where I would say, Griffin, even if that were the case, people would be very excited once that jacket was gone. Yeah. There would be an imperceivable like freedom uh, granted upon the office as everyone breathed a little easier now that the jacket was gone. I mean, shit, yeah. I mean, you can't tell your friend where you got it if you do this. Unless it was the right kind of friend. Yeah, the right kind of friend knows how to party who's uh, uh, looking for a come up. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. I think that's what you're describing here is, you know, you're going to pop some tags. Yeah. You're, you're, you see this and you just take it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, here would be- You just say you want it. Here's, here's one method you might try. I call it transient motive. What this means is if someone's around when you pick up the jacket, you, you create a motive- for that moment. Do you oh, understand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're like, wait, is this dry clean only? That does this. And you start talking like that, like as you're taking it and walking away. And in that person's head, they're like, why were they so interested if, oh, well, I'm moving on with my life. Right. And then at that point, you're clear, right? And then it's not like, why are they holding the jacket? It's just sort of accepted at this point. You yeah. are holding the jacket. You, you could also style yourself as like a hero in this moment and loudly as you pick it up announce like, fine, I'll take care of it. Yeah, oh, that's good. Or, or like, if no one else will do it, I'm taking it to Lost and Found. Right. And then you start walking away and people are like, where is Lost and Lost Found? Lost and Found? But that's the name of your friend it? who's legally changed it to Lost and Found so no, that you're not lying. I'm taking this to the jacket kitchen where you can donate your your used jackets to be eaten fair now i will say that the only hiccup here is if this is a very seasonal jacket perhaps a, a green bay uh starter jacket from uh 1998 or like mary arbor day sure and this uh it has been there for the eight months since the end of that season right and we're just about to come back to the season at which it will be appropriate because then the previous owner may for the first time realize they were without it however at that point i would say if nine months or so passes the reasonable like statement of no one knows where your jacket is <laughs> at this point makes yeah. complete sense yeah no i don't think that the person who owns the jacket is coming back for it it is this thing of like 
the nobody wants to take the initiative. And I think that's where you could kind of have a little wiggle room here. Like it, it, you're just making some space. Yeah. You're yeah. just making a little space. It's one less thing for people to have to work for people to have to look at. Absolutely. It's like if if like there was a car parked on your street for like eight months and no one had moved it. So you just stole it, right? Because oh. that's a parking space that someone else could have, right? Absolutely. Oh, shit, I got it. Okay. I got it. Go. Every day you come into work. You take a little you, bit of the jacket. <laughs> no, every day you come into work, you take your jacket off. Put it on a hanger. Leave the jacket there. Eventually, you will arrive to work and there will be no available hangers. Uh-huh. And you will say, hey, is this anybody's? Is it okay if I move this so I can hang up my jacket? One of my other jackets. <laughs> They'll be like, um, yeah, go for it. And then you take it down uh-huh. off the hanger. You can take it away. No one will question it. Now listen. And then you hang your jacket up. Now you have a problem. This is a brilliant idea, it's Justin. It's a little bit of a frying pan fryer yeah. situation. There's two issues here. Now there's 20 jackets. <laughs> well, but the problem is, is that they work at the Coat Hook Emporium. And so- So they're always they're worse. Always yeah, 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 yeah. The number of jackets you're gonna have to invest in here, whoo, it's gonna make Ooh. for a heavy lift. But Can at I, the end of the day- I got to throw a wrinkle in his question. You know me, Mr. Wrinkle Tosser. I love to get into these questions and add a wrinkle. That's yeah. why they call you that. Okay. Yeah. Hello, brothers. There's a jacket hanging up at my work that as far as anyone knows is ownerless. That The phrase in there, as far as anyone knows, suggests that you have gone Ooh. cubicle to cubicle and said, do you know who owns this? And every single person without fail has said, no, I do not. There is no way that you have conducted such a such a canvassing. You are I there has to be a layer of assumption here of well, I don't know who this belongs to and a couple of people I've talked to doesn't know who this belongs to. <laughs> so nobody here knows who this belongs to. It yeah. got there somehow. Someone must have left it here when they quit, but yeah. you don't know wicked for sure though. <laughs> Because what if what if there's a chance that that was somebody's and then they died in like a horrible accident and now the jacket is left there as a memorial and it's been mm -hmm. there for years and years and years. Oh, okay. So only like the oldest employees remember, but God damn it, they remember. And you haven't asked them because they're in upper management now because they put the fucking time in, which you wouldn't understand kids these days. But yep. if you take that, they're going to be like, who took old Bill's jacket? No, that was old Bill's old Ed Hardy jacket. <laughs> he loved Ed Hardy as much as he lived, loved saving kids from car wrecks. You could come in dressed up in a costume, big, you know, leather vest, big bushy beard, a clown cap on, okay. fucking wellies on your feet, and fucking cool disco pants, and two different gloves, and you walk in and you pick up the jacket and you said. There it is. And then you leave. <laughs> and then everybody else who's there would be like, oh, I guess that's, I guess that like really weird guy is who that jacket belonged to. <laughs> well, mystery solved. Can't wait for fucking Tyler to get back so he can tell. Wait a minute. Was that just, did that person, was that person roughly Tyler's size, but dressed up in a bunch of wild garments that they've been stealing from all the other jobs they've ever worked? Damn. Almost got away with it, too. I don't know that we're going to be able to help with this one, but I think I do have- I feel like we've tried, though. We That's tried important. really hard. I do have one that we might be able to help with, and it's um, it, it's if we do approach the wizard, uh, Taylor sent this in, thank you, and it's a wiki how called How to Choose a Nickname for Your Car. Oh, thank um, fuck. Yeah, am I, I've, had a, I've had so many fucking cars now, like- Braggart. Three, and- um, I don't. I have not gotten nicknames for any of them. Ooh. Um, at least none that like I would like put out into the world. Maybe in my heart of hearts. The problem um, for me has always been that I didn't know their given name, right? So like, if I wanted to call him Johnny, right? But what if their real right. name isn't Jonathan, right? And now it's just fucking weird. Right, and it's like also that I don't drive that much. Like I use my computer a lot more, and I don't. I didn't nickname my computer. Um, oh, you didn't. No, it's no, it's just a computer. Mine's Jeremy um, Bits. Jeremy Bits, okay. <laughs> yep. 
<laughs> and if you that, that was also my uh, stage name during my ill-fated uh, stand-up comedy career. Yeah, Jeremy. Yeah, Jeremy, Jeremy I wouldn't call it ill-fated juice. I had my You were runner-up season guy. three of Last Comic Standing. And you I got did a Comedy Lin- Central thirty-minute stand-up special. I did Leno, but it's when he was at ten p.m. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 I thought it was fucked up though. How Leno really made you censor a lot of your darker stuff. Yeah, there was a, a lot of your lot. fucked up stuff, and it wasn't even like that. The words you were saying were like banned by you know anybody. It was just the, the concept. He didn't were, like the idea. He said it was yeah, so he said, challenging. Uh, I don't like the ideas. You That's really what, make people think about their deaths. Yeah. I don't like those ideas. Do different ideas. And it's like, Jay, that's not really how... Do some Cars ones. Yeah. So here's how to brainstorm. Speaking of Cars ones, here's some good ways to come up with car names. Think of the name of a beautiful person. Okay. One of the most common ways to name your car is to think of a celebrity or model you like and give it the same name. Awesome. Oh, Oscar Isaacs. It's perfect. Travis, I'm worried, Juice, that Travis is going to be freaky good at this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't like it already, the way it's yeah. going. Uh, some good names include Claire, Stella, Brock, and Venus. Brock's good. I don't know that you can just be like, this is my car, Claire. Yeah, well, <laughs> then, you, Trav, you may want to just chill for like five minutes. Because you cannot scrutinize this wiki how in that okay. way. I'm just saying that that's not a nickname, though. That's... Yeah. A name. Yeah. Name the car after your favorite musician or cartoon character. If you're looking around for names that aren't commonly used for people, name Carlos the car Santana. Fucking hell, Travis. <laughs> Turn yourself off. And here's the thing. It doesn't matter what make or model it is. It could that be works. literally anything. Uh, car names that are based on musicians or artists include Sid, Beyonce, and Bono. Now, but they... Bono? But here's the thing, in the picture, the horrible pictures that WikiHow has, they got like a blue Corvette, and then there's a picture of Donald Duck just like hovering over it. This is my Corvette. This is my Corvette. Donald Duck. The Duck from Mickey. Add a prefix or adjective to the name. Adding a prefix like Ms. or Mr. will add some character to the car name that you choose. And there's a picture of a man, and he does have a goatee, and he's yelling, Mr. Donald. What? This is my Corvette, Mr. Don. <laughs> this is my Corvette, <laughs> Mr. Don. Hey, uh, excuse me, Valet, could you go pick up Mr. Donald, please? Good adjectives for your name include colors <laughs> like white, black, or silver. Mr. Blue Donald. Mr. This Blue is, Donald. Is, is there a Mr. Blue Donald here? Whose car is this? There's a bumper sticker on the back that says white Mr. Donald? <laughs> <laughs> Good starting adjectives for your car include things like super. Baby or old. Hey, this whose is car is this? It says Super Baby White Mr. Donald on it? <laughs> Hi, uh, I'm looking for my car. It's named Super White Mr. Donald. <laughs> Wait, is there a comma in there? Somewhere. Nope. <laughs> this, is, this next one's awesome because it's coming in at the very middle of this WikiHow article. Search online for other popular car names. I don't fucking know, man. I got a Kia Sorento. I tried calling it White Mr. Donald Duck, but people hated that name, so... Mia Sorvino. Fuck! Um, Did you mean Kia Sorvino? That works, too. Yeah. Okay. Take it clean. Travis, take take it clean. Take it clean. Take it... uh, Kia Sorino. Thank so you. use an online name generator is the next one, and that's the same thing. Matching the name with the style of the car. Base the name on the shape and size of the car. Look at the body of the car. If it's blocky, bulky, or powerful, a more masculine name may... If it's sleek, sexy, and mysterious, a feminine name may suit it better. Gotta game, wiki how. Uh, and so there's a picture of a big what, What's SUV. that car's ass do? <laughs> and here's a big, like, scary SUV, and it says Wolverine, and then there's a check mark, and then it says uh, Christine, and then there's an X. Even though what? there's the most famous scary car ever is named Christine from the John Carpenter film. Those two Christine. also are not comparable. Like, no one has ever said, uh, yeah, I'm having a baby. Uh, if it's a girl, Christine, and if it's a boy, Wolverine. <laughs> yeah. Include the maker model in the name. This is just you can make a like a Camry, Camry. Well, my so I have a Subaru that I call Ruby Sue. Yeah, that's Oof. good. I mean, that's a good one. Choose that's the name based good. on the type of car that you drive. That's you already yeah, fucking that. said that. <laughs> yeah. 
The um, Slamborghini, by the way, if anybody, I don't know if anyone who listens yeah. to this show has a Lamborghini, but Slamborghini is just a great thing to call It's your a car. pretty good one. Uh, for instance, you wouldn't want to name a slow truck with the name Supercharged or Red Hot because it doesn't represent the aesthetic of the car. Bullshit. Instead, they have a picture of a truck here, and the word that they have emblazoned over it is Big Rhino. That's and pretty then, good, but I'm just saying that this person who's written this Wiki How article uh, has very little concept of ironic nicknames, where you yeah. call like a big guy tiny, because calling a like a very slow truck, like yeah. like calling it like hot pepper or something, is fucking baller. I love that. And then name it based on color. Uh, names include Nightcrawler, Cherry Bomb, Mister Freeze, Cookie Monster, Frogger, Mean Green, and Creamsicle. Hop in the Creamsicle. Yeah. Oh, all wild. Bad. Have you guys ever tried to actually get like? It's pretty hard to get a nickname going for your car. I've done it for myself a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. Out of pity. Hoops. The kid. Mr. J. <laughs> yeah, that one we need to talk about, by the way. <laughs> that show. one hasn't caught on as yeah. much. It's hard for your car because, like, the only way to get it going is to, like, sheepishly admit it to your wife that there's a nickname for it. And if she's going to mention it, it'd be nice. If she okay, never mind, honey. I don't know why. I'm sorry. I don't yeah. know why I brought it up. For, ignore me, stupid. There's only one. I don't know why I called my. I don't know why I called my Honda pilot a pilot Sully. I thought it was funny because the pilot Sully. Yeah, is no, pilot. you didn't think it was funny. Funny just, though, I just right? Thought it was like not funny, but kind of like nodding acknowledgement <laughs> kind of deal. You know what I mean? There's a mystery amongst uh, some of my friends where uh, our mutual friend Bobby uh, had this white car, and he went back home for a weekend. And when he came back, that white car had across uh, the windshield the gambler. And now <laughs> B- Bobby claims that the white car died and he bought a different white car that weekend. And that one happened to be the same make and model. It just said the gambler across. That was the only difference. And, and I have no idea to this day if that's true or not. But that's a good way to get a nickname going for your car, to just add it to the windshield. Yeah. Can I call my car... The Michael Dukakis 1988 presidential election campaign bus. Yeah. Why would you? I mean, yes. It is that. That, Oh, shit. I shouldn't. People might like find me at live shows now. Damn it, Travis. (laughs) Fuck. Uh, The only other shit on here is like, really think about it. Write down all your (laughs) options. Ask your friends. And really think about it. And then there's a a picture. There's a very Ferris Bueller looking cartoon man laying on a pillow and there's a thought balloon and inside the thought balloon it says silver surfer, bio silver, chroma. That's a cool fucking thing to th- I wish I could I shut sorry, out the sorry, fucking sorry, demons. Bio silver. I wish I could shut out the demons in my head for a minute and think about shit like bad car names. Sometimes anyway. they just come to you unbidden. You don't have to think about them. It's just how your brain works. Yeah, you definitely have a di- like a disease. Yeah, sickness. it's called ADD. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, howdy, Trav Car D D What Car Juice? You don't have the touch. You don't have the glow. AD Car AD. No. So we're gonna go D because it's yeah, like all wheel drive. We're going on We gotta get the fuck out of here. We gotta go to the fucking money go, zone. Go, 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 go. I need to hire some people. Yeah. Yo, perfect thing for But that. here's the thing it's hard to pick things. I have a hard mm. time making a decision as to what shirt to wear in the morning, a thing yeah. that has no impact on. Barely my life, let alone anyone else's. So yeah. the idea of having to like pick a human being to hire for a thing right. is one of the most imposing, like terrifying, like decisions. And that's why I'm glad that there are things like ZipRecruiter, mm. right? Because ZipRecruiter is the adult who will help you hire somebody, right? Right. They're the parent or teacher that can come in and make it better. Yes, because they're going to make sure all of the like qualified candidates come right to you, uh, and you can invite your top choices to apply for the job through ZipRecruiter. Get right? in here, Mark. Don't be shy. I know you're the man. You're the one. You're the man, Does Mark. Does ZipRecruiter have a feature that shows you the employee that you had dreamed of was inside you all along? Is that an option uh, where it's like, it's, maybe That's it's a me. premium service. 
Okay. They also have one uh, where a group of teenage girls ask you questions about like, what house do you think you'll have when you get married? And that helps you choose uh, the right employee for you. Uh, but Perfect. that's that's uh, that's, ooh, like that's a billion. It's like a billion dollars. That's like a billion dollars for that. Um, but you can sign up. For- Do they have a thing <laughs> where they'll take an employee that already works there and they'll take off their glasses yep. and they're like, maybe this is them. You know what I mean? But like extra oh for God. ponytail removal. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> They have a, a feature on ZipRecruiter where you can pick an employee from a different company that you'd never hire, and then they take that employee away and make them really cool and beautiful and make them yeah. prom queen. And you're yeah. like, oh, man, now I love them. And you hire them. And uh, then they is- also have a service where if you can't find the perfect candidate that has all the skills you need, they will find like three or four different candidates that have some of the skills you need. Uh-huh. And then they put them in a big tub full of proprietary fluid. And they yep. don't tell you what the fluid is. And that's probably for the best. And then nine months later, out pops a single amalgamated um, business entity yes. that it does. It's not. It doesn't. The shape of it is not recognizably human, but it does do like a hundred and thirty words per minute. So that's pretty good. So that's you can't beat that. And you can sign up for not that service, but the other ones that we talked about early on in the ad before. We went some places. Uh, if you go to ziprecruiter.com slash my brother, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ziprecruiter.com slash my brother. Please don't tell them about a lot of the stuff we said. Please don't tell any of our. Oh my God. Blanket statement. Don't tattle on us to any of our advertisers. Because then the, then the, then the shit's going to get boring. They're yeah. going to have to be like, ZipRecruiter, does a business one? If you get that, you get 10 dollars snooze effect right hey do you know what's exciting for me though my dreams because in my dreams you have a good one i have great dreams every night playing laser tag with michael dukakis and recently there was a crossover between full house and buffy the vampire slayer and i saved uncle jesse from a vampire trap and that was pretty good yeah that's definitely who would save who if you two were in a vampire trap together Squarespace, though, helps make your dreams a reality, except for the dream that Travis had, which I think we can all agree is total bullshit. They will help you build a website that can showcase your work, sell products and services of all kinds, promote your physical or online business, and more. And they do that with these beautiful customizable templates created by world-class designers. Everything's optimized for mobile right out of the box, so don't freak out about it. Yeah, sure. And if you want to know if your website's sick, they got analytics for it. And they do free and secure hosting. Um, so that's there's just nothing to really worry about except like how you're going to spend all of your website money that you're going to get when the big bucks start rolling in. Yeah. So go to squarespace.com slash mybrother for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code mybrother to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. I'm Jesse Thorne. This week on Bullseye, David Byrne on the talking heads, easing back into live performance, and the magic of doo-wop. You don't get it very much, people doing dip 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 whoa, whoa, You don't get a lot of that. <laughs> Listen to Bullseye from MaximumFun.org and NPR. Griffin, you got another Yahoo voice? Not yeah, for juice. a while now, Justin. Let me reach into the fucking time well. Hold on. <laughs> oh, no. I've a... fallen down into the time well. Oh, no. He's an, an old, old man now, I'm Justin. an old man now. Oh, no. He went too far the other way, and he's a baby. <laughs> he's a baby. Yeah, let's see if oh we can catch God. him right in the middle. I'll grab him by the back of his collar and pull him out. <gasps> Whatever, Dad. Fuck you. Nah, damn it. I got him when he was 45. <laughs> Do you not have a lunch squad, my friend? I have like too many, and it's starting to feel like this predictable thing. It felt too predictable. Well, it used to be a fun energy, you know what I mean. And now I'm having like bad. I love it. I love the energy. Maybe first of all, do the fucking song. Play the song, Eric Clapton. Okay. A munch squad. Munch squad. This is a new theme song. It's pretty good. Why don't you just give us some give us some log lines and then like let me and Travis be your sort of navigators 
through this wire. And if there's something that that I don't fucking trust you guys to do that. Okay. Oh, okay. Honey baked ham has a new. Okay. First off, I have a just sort of an addendum. A correction. Okay. What'd you do? Um, a a, a quick addendum to not a correction. Addendum. What'd you do? Um, the no nothing. What you Hodgman, up? I I did ask John Hodgman if the Taco Bell crispy chicken sandwich taco where they're trying to get beef going. Hodgman has made basically his entire career is based around deciding whether or not a hot dog is a sandwich. I noticed so that. So I asked yeah. him to like weigh, weigh in on this. And he said, and this is sort of like official, uh, as you can hear on his podcast, Judge John Hodgman, he makes these sorts of rulings all the time and they are binding. It's a taco inspired by a sandwich. That's what okay. Hodgman told me. All right. And that's, so that's official. I like that. He said, it's like, you know, like the famous Reuben taco. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and then like, an hour later, he texted me, or a tuna melt taco. Uh-huh. Like, well, okay, we get the you. concept, I think. We, get, we got you, do you. Do you know what happened with that last one? Is Hodgman thought about a tuna melt taco, and he's like, fuck, that'd be delicious. And then he just- That's what he actually said, like, now I'm thinking about yeah. this. I think he made himself hungry. Yeah, I think so, too. I think, I think he practiced the secret. I think he was visualizing. <laughs> um, Honey Baked Ham is doing pumpkin spice glazed turkey breast. That sucks. Yeah. It sucks, right? No, yeah. that sounds great. What? What's what's wild is like in preparation for this limited time offering, Honey Baked uh, uh, did a survey, and they're like the results reinforce the demand for fall flavor starts now. Sixty nine percent agree fall nice. has the best seasonal flavors. Yeah, in fact, seventy percent of people agree pumpkin spices is an essential part of the fall season. Okay, but those are two different things. Those are two different things because you're saying that a lot of people love fall flavors, <laughs> and. They acknowledge that pumpkin spice is essential to fall. Not that they love pumpkin spice. 65% of people said pumpkin spice flavors should be available August through October. That's true. And 15% want the flavor to be available all year. So 65%, 59% said spending time with family and friends for gatherings is a favorite fall activity. Okay. And 71% of respondents said they feel disappointed when they miss out on an experience. Huh. <laughs> what? <laughs> Do you think that there had, so there had to be a bit where you're like, what did you ask? I'm sorry. What was, I said one more time. No, sorry. I said that. I, I just ask if you're feel disappointed when you miss out on experience. Do you mean a, I, a honey baked hamster centered experience or just any no, experience? No, just any experience. Like, well, fuck. What's this for? It's for ham. Can you? Yeah, yeah. Did you say seventy five percent, Justin? Seventy one percent of re- respondents said they feel disappointed when they quote. I'm just reading. Miss out on an experience. I want to meet that other twenty nine percent who are so comfortable with themselves. They're like, I if I if I miss it, I didn't need to be there. I guess you're just like I would have just fucked it up. You know me. <laughs> and it's just and it probably wouldn't even been nearly as good. An experience. An experience. An experience. Oh an man. Experience. Not good or bad. Just yeah. Thirty percent people are like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, man, I swear to God, the aliens landed. I was not present at the Point Pleasant Silver Bridge collapse. Damn it. Yeah. Fuck. Damn. Shit. And I heard there was some really good ham there afterwards. But pumpkin spice, they're doing pumpkin spice ham. Yeah. Okay, sure. Why the fuck not? Uh, Yeah, why not? But that's not really what I'm kind of, the thing I actually want to talk about, I just think that that's funny. They did, there's like, guys, there's like, a whole thing about what would you do? Here's what pumpkin spice lovers are willing to do oh to boy. make it a year long, year round thing, right? I'd murder. 28, 28% of people would shave their head bald. Okay. 27% of people would go a month without internet access. No, you would not. 27% of people would give up their smartphone for a year. Bullshit. Just learn where to buy pumpkin spice. <laughs> it's a combination Just of flavor. You could it do it yourself. It's like just nothing against cinnamon. They sell it. You can get bottles of it in the spice aisle with everything else. Anyway, Wendy's unveils hot and crispy French fry innovation. This is what I'm talking about. I'm going to stand up. Yeah. This is what I do Munch Squad for because this is actual news. Okay. It's been fucking 11 years. Okay. For the first time, the chain is updating its number one selling product, which is, of course, the French fry. The French fry. The Wendy's French fry. Now, it's been 11 years since we've we've touched this recipe. And now we're going back to the drive. We're, we're going to change it. The, 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 the tag that they're using, they're sort of like, in the drive-by, you see a lot of drive-by fast food coverage. And it's just like, we just need a quote. So what do you think? 
Uh, and they're like, uh, yeah, it's like a lot of places do it bad and we're going to do it good. They say the fast food chain de- developed this new fry offering to put an quote end to the disappointing inconsistent fry experiences that other places still serve. Yeah. You see what they're doing here? They're putting the they're, they're, they're fuck up on everyone else. They're not food. changing it. You're right. Not because we fuck it up, but like. Other places do. <laughs> yeah. No. We're going to carry we right even now. more of the weight than we have See, the ball's already. In, the ball's in their court. Uh, QSR Magazine, which is sort of my sort of like secret source, my number one source for like when I want to go behind behind the headlines. Yeah. It's your secret sauce source. Yeah. So um, this is a, has an interview with John Lee, the Wendy's vice president of culinary innovation, who um, is probably a genius at his job, but probably – is one of the wilder interview subjects. I've seen a lot of John Lee's work and it it gets pretty wild every single time. Here's an example. It's basically one of those things where there are good- <laughs> That's already a great start. It's basically one of, them th- one of those things where there were good fries out there, but there are not great fries out mm-hmm. there. And we collectively got uh, together and we told ourselves two and a half years ago that good is definitely not good enough. Now, earlier in this interview, he says that they've been working on this recipe for months. So I guess it was like two years where they were like, we got to do something about the yeah, fries. Yeah, 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 we know. Why, we man, where do you even start? Ugh. We're going to go full court press and figure out what's the best way to have our customers' backs. If fries are the most ordered menu item, we're going to create the best possible fry. So they they asked John Lee, um, how... Uh, uh, tell me how your team has been approaching reinventing the fry and to land this new hot and crispy game changer. So, hi, my name is Justin McElroy. Uh, I'm going to do my my uh, dramatic monologue is John Lee's answer to this question. Uh, and I'd like to read it for you now. Uh, do you, I'm sorry, do you have a headshot that we could uh, peruse? Yeah. Thank right. you. Uh, yeah, here. Okay, thank and you. Do you ha- I'm so sorry. To, I don't want to break your flow. Yeah, do sure. you have a butt shot? <laughs> no. Uh, no, you oh, could, it's on uh, my Instagram. It's just all okay. butt shots. Can you show me your butt? <laughs> this is what you want. You get, now make it. I, make you it, gotta get the. Make it clap. You gotta, hey, make it clap. <laughs> uh, you gotta get the right potato. <laughs> Once you get the right potato, you gotta make sure you're applying the right process. And we have a signature proprietary process that allows us to get the fry. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's the way he puts it. You gotta do it in a way that our customers want it. Yeah. So there's so there's a whole bunch of forms. What? We've done a lot of research. There's a whole bunch of shapes. What? And there's a lot of different routes we could have taken to create new news. Oh man, sliding doors. <laughs> the problem is to say true to our heritage and the roots and what Dave Thomas expected in terms of the perfect French fry. And then based on the research of what consumers really want which is a fry that is hot and crispy. Uh-huh. We actually landed on what we have today. So it looks like your standard French fry. It is not your standard oh. French fry. The reality is sometimes they got it right the first time out in regards to shape. There's specifics around how we cut our fry. It was done right the first time around. So we didn't have to do much to fix that, but applying a proprietary process and being really careful about the partners we choose... What? And having the right raw materials coming in from a potato perspective. Oh, my God. Gets us out where we're at today. Okay, now. And then, obviously, we have our ops partnerships, too. They do a fantastic job. We are trained properly. We've got that. We've got certified people working those fryers. And they care and are as passionate as we are about making sure that the guest experience is awesome. Why am I every time they bite into a French? Why am I standing up and salute? Like I'm saluting with my hand over my heart, and I don't know, like how I got to this position. I listeners, I want you to rewind back to the beginning of Justin doing it, and then listen again. And this time, I want you to picture Justin standing in front of several like cork boards with like string wrapped around like thumbtacks, going from thing to thing as he points out, and just imagine that John Lee has been awake for. Four weeks prior to this interview. I'm a but I'm a ketchup eater. <laughs> and I'm not afraid our, to admit it. I'm a ketchup eater. 
I'd like to take our pouch and I like to squeeze on a little squiggly drizzle on each fry. And soggy fries don't make for a very good eating experience when you try to do that. Using fries that they created are perfect for this. So if you include the delivery expectation of 20 minutes, typically 20 to 30 minutes, they're still crispy, which is mind boggling. <laughs> it's my, the mind. The mind cannot conceive of the crispy. The mind cannot conceive. Hey, can I say it. something? It is a it is a razor thin margin between pleasantly floppy and way too crunchy for fast food french fries. The, the way this man is speaking makes me think that these are going to shatter my jawbones. Oh yes. yeah, so baby. Fucking crispy. And they're heated internally, I guess, like those like hand warmers that you crunch up and then put in your gloves. There's some kind of chemical activation from inside of them that 25 minutes later, they're still warm. And can you, I don't want you to go back. Cause it's, hey guys, you, no, you, guys, you have to keep pressing forward. This is a question. You had a freight. I really, guys, I really don't know. Please don't ask me for context. Okay. Here. I don't know what is, what is happening in this specific part. Okay. You had a phrase around the coding that was great that included the word whisper and that you didn't want it to have a barrier to the potato. Can you share just a little bit about that philosophy there? <laughs> the reason why the whisper came out. <laughs> yes, thank you. The thank you so much for asking. Came... I was hoping you would bring up the whisper. Oh, thank you. Actually, that's so astute of you. Yeah. The reason why the whisper came out was because there are a lot of our competitors and options that we could have looked at that had heavier battering. But the beauty of our research was that it told us something very clearly that consumers really know their French fries. I love the French fry for the fact that it's natural sort of potato texture they want with the very light contrast and texture. Crisp on the outside, fluffy baked potato in the middle is how we always talk about it in our kitchens. You cannot do that if you start applying a whole bunch of batter, which may make it more crispy. Yeah. But you end up changing the actual overall eating experience of the French fry. Yeah. I know this gets deep into French fry. Does it, John? But this, is, but this is what we do. We talk about French fries like this. If you bite into a heavily battered product, I guarantee, I guarantee fucking tea, it says. <laughs> I guarantee fucking tea, they start to get gummy and they lose that baked potato fluffy texture in the center. Our research tells us, most consumers, that is not good. <laughs> John, honey, please come to bed. You've <laughs> you've been up for days. John, please, the children miss you. Come but, home. But Mr. but Mr. Lee, why should they not be married? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh yeah, no, no, no. Uh I love her. <laughs> is, that, is that I love her or something? Um Anyways, potatoes to all. <laughs> I've got to be off. <laughs> the change is in regards to the actual battering process that we use and finding the right level batter, which sounds like it's easy. No. Try doing millions and millions of pounds of French fries. There's a lot of science involved. Please, Mr. Lee, and calm down. Please put the knife away. <laughs> there's a lot of engineering. So we had to get it just right. You think you could do it? <laughs> oh, John. It. This is truly the combination of our own science on a product that seems so simple when you compare it to something that looks more complex. It's actually probably the most complex project that I've worked on in my entire career. It Jeez. fucking sounds like it. It sounds like it, John. And I love, John, can I say we've been having a lot of fun here on our comedy podcast, but I love the passion. I love yeah. it. I love the passion. You ketchup, you fucking ketchup eater. The only thing that makes me sad about this, now that I think about it, is how much passion and love John Lee has put into these french fries and how most fucking plebes are going to take a bite of it and go, oh, that's pretty good. And they're not going to appreciate- They're not going to appreciate about it. You know what else tickles me is that this recipe is being rolled out and should be in all Wendy's by mid-October. I think that you should, in the future, not denigrate your current product while you still have apparently so much of it. Right. I feel like people should just show up because now, if I, you think I'm going to go to a Wendy's before this new incredible fry is available? You say people prefer it two to one to McDonald's. 
I'm not going to waste a trip to Wendy's right now when wow. you're still serving that garbage fry. This is your last chance to stock up. Let me get a Baconator combo meal, but just keep the French fries because I wouldn't yeah. eat that fucking shit with my worst enemies. Could, I, could I get an IOU <laughs> could, for the French fries that I can turn in in like mid-October? Yeah. Actually, just take the French fries and pull out your waistband like a silly clown and dump them down your pants because you're a clown. Yeah, 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 yeah. And dance and say I'm a bad fry clown boy. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Perfect. Oh, is it too late to order a small frosty? (laughs) I bet they are going to be pretty good, though. Oh, yeah. Sounds great. No, they're going to be great. They know what they're they're professionals. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We hope you've enjoyed yourself. Uh, we hope you're going to rush out and get some of those Wendy's fries. They did not pay us to say no, that. So start waiting now. Care. You got about start waiting now. Five days. Don't get any fries. Yes, don't. Uh, you know, falls just around the corner. So, you know, if you got any uh, questions for Richard Stink, he's going to be. Busy, you know, he'll, the new a new season means a new visit from Richard Stink. So, if you got questions questions about fragrance, you know, please be sure to pass those along. Hey, we have some really exciting news. We're doing it, my brother, my brother, and me live and virtual September 24th. Take that, Eric Clapton. Yeah. It's going to start at 9 p.m. Eastern time uh, with Sawbones opening, which is very exciting. Tickets are on sale now for $10 at bit.ly slash mbmbam virtual, and there will be video on demand available for that for two weeks after the show. So even if you can't make that time, go check it out. bit.ly slash mbmbam virtual. Also, we got new merch over at mcroymerch.com. Our pin of the month is Dr. Shaq from Adventure Zone Ether <laughs> C, which benefits the World Central Kitchen, which uses the power of food to nourish communities and strengthen economies through times of crisis and beyond. We've got a Phantom C Coast Co., pen, excuse me, and some Adventure Zone temporary tattoo flash sheets designed by Lynn Doyle uh, and benefits the Asian Prisoner Support Committee, which provides direct support to Asian and Pacific Islander prisoners and to raise awareness about the growing number of APIs being imprisoned, detained, and deported. Hey, thank you to Montaigne for the use of our theme song, My Life is Better With You. Uh, it's a jam, a bop, a uh, slap. It rips completely and fully. It's you can wiggler. listen to the whole version of it now. Watch the music video uh, that we participated in uh, on the McElroy Family YouTube channel. And thank you, Montaigne. It's it's just it brings me such joy. Um, is that it though? Is that it for the show? I mean, you need to do your final Yahoo. Uh, yeah, no. I mean, yeah. other than that, you have final Yahoo. Yeah, sure. This one was sent in by Paul. McCartney. Whoa! Whoa! Yeah, he listens. And he's he is really plugged into He's a very active Yahoo user. He has 100,000 Yahoo points. Uh, thank you, Paul. Sir Paul. Uh, it's asked by Yahoo Answers user Tramp... Turkins. Tram... Durkins. Tram Durkins, okay. And Tram Durkinson asks... I'm thinking about starting a new. I'm thinking about starting a new. Hello. <laughs> I'm thinking about starting a a new. I <laughs> just do it. Just, Just read, read it. it. Why off your screen? Sorry, guys. It's got. I got a. The you got to scroll came, down. The, the fucking wire came loose. Hold on. Okay, here it's loading now. Okay, good. Uh, hello. Where do I start a new? Oh, never mind. I have a different question. Where can I download the all nude episode of According to Jim? <laughs> I'm Griffin McElroy. This has been my brother, my brother, me. Kiss your dad square on the lips. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported. 
Hey, podcast fan. We'd like to get a better idea of who you are and what you care about. So we have a quick favor to ask. If you have a few minutes to spare, please go to MaximumFun.org slash ad survey. There, we've got a short anonymous survey that will take about five minutes to fill out. Plus, if you finish it, you'll get a 10% discount on merch at the MaxFun store. MaxFun shows have always relied on support from our members and always will. This survey will help keep the few ads we do run interesting and relevant to you. That's MaximumFun.org slash ad survey. A-D-S-U-R-V-E-Y. All one word. And thanks for your help.